good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Ongaku to You, the podcast where three friends come together and bring you what is new in the Japanese music industry. This is the week of Friday, November 10th. I'm your host, Luna, and with me we have Gray. What's happening, dudes? All right, all right. It is Dos Compadres for the time being. So Ken ha- uh, is not able to make the show for quite some bit, so you will just have me and Gray. But until he returns, we still hope you enjoy, and we look forward to having him back in the future, hopefully. So with that, Gray, how are you? What have you been listening to this week? Uh, it's been a, a crazy week. I've just been busting up some concrete and stuff, but because of the loud, loud noise, I've mostly just kind of kept to a handful of albums and stuff been listening to and nothing new this is stuff i talked about on the last episode but since luna wasn't with us i'll talk about uh this will some of this will be new for her so i'm still really enjoying dance hall magic which is birdio's latest album like that thing is magic i know it's in the title but it is it's really good and last last week i talked about how uh you know uh, my love of birdio kind of got reignited over the past week or two uh, and I've mo- like I've really been listening to a lot of them because uh, they're, they're they're just there's no other band quite like them, and I think that's why I love them so much. Like they're so good, uh, they have a very unique sound, and they they really just make great music that I, I really love. Uh, been enjoying that. I I did add their um, Joyful Style album, which is like the one album I really haven't listened to, and honestly, I still have not listened to it. I need I need to do that. Uh, but, uh, loving, loving dance hall magic. Every, every, every track on there is great. Uh, soul galaxy is the opening for the latest Yu-Gi-Oh series. So, uh, you know, take that for what it is. Dance hall magic is great too, but I, I, I love, I've been loving that. Uh, also been listening to, uh, Henji Wari Ranai, which is Kubo Tak Takai's album. Uh, it's his latest album. And that is really good too. Uh, I've been really enjoying that. I that was mostly what like Thursday. I think I listened to that one three or four times, like you know, just on repeat. Uh, and I've been enjoying it quite a lot. It's really good. I uh, a, l- a little older track, but I want to I want to highlight it because it's just it, it holds a special place in my heart. Uh, oh, about a few years ago, Bandai went and added like a lot of their openings and endings to the various TV shows. And, and one show that I loved for a long, long time is Outlaw Star. And I was like, I wonder if they've got the opening to that thing. And certainly enough, they do. So Through the Night by Masahiko Arimachi is on Apple Music. And I, I've been enjoying the heck out of that one. It's so good. This past week, the Fantastics released their latest single called Star Boys. That's interesting. I want to listen to it a few more times before I have a solid opinion on it. But I didn't dislike it out of the gate. I know that's not the strongest endorsement for uh, my boys, but, you know, it. it, still, it it wasn't too bad. Uh, But I I think that, that about does it. Luna, uh, it's it's been a, a minute. What have you been listening to? So mine, I guess, has been a combination of music. And also, I like concert music as background noise while I work. So I'll literally put on a concert, too. So since I didn't get to talk the last one about Halloween, I have a Halloween playlist that I pretty much continue to and li- still continuing to listen to and it's over. So, a couple of the songs on there that I have that are just pretty fun ones. I mean, besides your Rob Zombie, Disturbed, Alice Cooper type of things, I had a lot of Tommy Heavenly Six on there because she has so many Halloween theme songs. So, Lolly, Lollipop Candy Bad Girl, I'm Gonna Scream, I'm Your Devil, I Want Your Blood, Ruby Eyes... So those are some of my favorite ones by her. And then I had Crazy Party Night and Fashion Monster by Caddy Piamu Piamu because those, in my opinion, are Halloween songs. I also had Ghoul 
and Bloody Bride by Bray Deer, which got me back to listening to Bray Deer and seeing if they had new music because Ghoul is still one of my favorite songs by them. So that was one of the playlists that I also had been listening to. Also, Mao Denda dropped a new single called Asymmetry Love, which is fantastic. Just her vocals in it. And it's a very R&B chill type song. So I really enjoyed that. And then I'm still listening to Bonnie Pink's Infinity album because that is just absolutely phenomenal and I cannot rave enough how good it is and see her come back to the industry. And Lisa Yamaguchi dropped a new single called Mirror Mirror. And I love her works in general. I've been following her since, oh my gosh, her I'm Ready to Go album that came out in 06. And it was a treat seeing her come back. And she still has it. I mean, she still is R&B. And you can hear that in her voice and the composition. If you want like a good R&B song to bring you back to the 90s days, I do recommend Mirror Mirror. And then I also was listening to Pinky, and it's P-I-N-K-I-I. So she does, her music is a little hard to describe. Some people say it's like anime slash trap music. And she's actually a friend of mine. But I've been listening to a lot of her music because she dropped a new digital single called E-Girl Drift with Gucci Baby in it. And Gucci Baby is Tokyo-based. And Pinky is Tokyo slash California-based. So I've just been going back and listening to a lot of Pinky's music as well. I also went back to my hip-hop R&B playlist, which had... Vocalists like I and A Witch and Blackpink, Chan Mina, stuff like that. Um, as far as some of the other music, like with the concerts I've been listening to, I did get to check out Miwa's Live Tour 2011 Guitar Ismo, which I picked up in Japan. And talk about a great tour. And it also got me to go back and just start listening to Mewa's music again, because I always go back every so often. And amazing tour. Her vocals are on point. Don't Cry Anymore and Otoshimono have to be two of my favorite songs by Miwa. Change is also up there. I know they're old, older ones, but they're still my favorites. Also was watching some uh, Minami Kuribayashi's concerts that I've owned for years and haven't actually like watched them but it's been a treat because she does animate themes and endings and 18 plus games so you kind of know what style you're getting with her but just going back and listening to her crystal energy shining days were two of my favorite songs and they still are and she does put on a a good show great vocals also went back to Sakamoto Maya and I watched her We Are Kazayomi tour. And those of you who don't know, I freaking love Sakamoto Maya. She's probably one of my favorite seiyu and vocalists because she is a phenomenal vocalist. I highly recommend her tours and her music. She is amazing live and she also mixes it up. She will include old songs and new songs. She doesn't just stick to one. So Tune to Rainbow is one of my favorite songs by her and that was in there. That is a song that always gets me teary-eyed. Those of you who don't know, it's from Rasefan. So that was a great treat. I also watched Mika Nakashima's Premium Live t- uh, 2019 tour in Osaka. And that was interesting because it was a very chill tour and it's all acoustic and it really shows off Nakashima Mika's vocals. And from following her, I followed her since, oh my gosh, probably her debut. And I will say you can hear a change in her vocals and it's not a bad thing. She's a way deeper voice live, especially now than you're talking years ago. So hearing her sing some of her older songs, some of her newer ones is really nice and it is a beautiful setup. Highly recommend that tour. 
Also watched Kamiki Aya's first live tour, which really, really brought back that nostalgia. I did get to see her live at NakaCon years ago, and she's phenomenal. And rewatching her first live tour in Japan was great. I mean, uh, Petty Alt is probably one of my favorite songs by her, and she opened with that one. So that immediately just sold me. And then also went back to Tamaki Nami. Those of you know, she did Gundam Seed and Seed Destiny music. She's pretty much well known for that. And that was a big nostalgia trip because I watched her make Progress Road 2 concert and her My Graduation concert. I wish there was more, but it just brought me back to like Reason is probably one of my top tracks. And I've also followed her since her debut of Believe which was used for Gundam Seed. And just hearing all her music just really, and it got me to go back to see what she's doing now. She actually does live stage plays. So that's cool. I mean, I'm really proud to see everything she's done with her career and just how her music has changed over time. If you watch her early stuff and you listen to her early stuff and you listen to her later stuff, you can see the progress she's made as an artist. And I love that. So you'll probably hear more about some other ones because I got Kodakumi's concert on pre-order and I picked up a ton of concerts in Japan. So you'll probably hear me to continue talk about some of the music. But if you're able to, I highly recommend checking out some different artists, shuffling it up. And also if you're able to check out some of those concerts, I highly recommend it. It's a great way to get a variety of music by an artist. All right. So with that, we're going to start with the Oricon, which it it was an interesting week. I mean, it was really packed. Uh definitely a lot of idol music this week. <laughs> oh yeah. It was really jam-packed of Gray's Not Wrong of Idol music. And we're gonna start off with number 10. Be and here it goes. We had Ko- uh, Kawaii, Memorial, Kawaii Memorial by Cho Tokimeki Senbu. And, I mean, number 10 starts off with an idol track, so... Gray, what do you think of uh, Kawaii Memorial? Personally, I thought this was a bit of a rough release because, I mean, it's not terrible per se, but Kawaii Memorial is... It is not the best written song in the world. I felt like there was maybe four, five words that are just repeated ad nauseum, Kawhi being one of them. And you're like, uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it's, I didn't hate it, outright hate it, but it wasn't really hitting on anything much. And I just found it to be all right, I guess. I, I don't think it's forgettable because I, I, I'm not going to forget this song anytime soon. But uh, it was something else. Uh, and the it's the rest of the release, is, it's all right. I, I don't know if there's really much to talk about. Wanted was okay, I guess. But other than that, I, there wasn't, I don't know. This, I felt like there just wasn't too much to touch on. This is very much an idol release uh, and it they don't they're not hiding the ball with a a title like Kawhi Memorial. What do you think, Luna? I I I was pretty much felt the same as you. It felt like your typical idol release, but this but Kawhi Memorial was definitely more memorable due to the fact that it's so repetitive, it gets stuck in your head even if you don't want it to. As far as the other tracks go, they do, they do feel more forgettable. I mean, I think the girls have great vocals in it, but it still isn't enough for me to stick. And I honestly, it, after hearing Kawaii Memorial and just how, like it or hate it, it sticks in your head and then it makes you forget the other tracks that you listen to just because of that repetitiveness. That that is very true. What you said there, because because it's like because like it's like you know, like I said, like I liked Wanted and stuff like that. But it's like, man, it, it's really hard to recall 
couple of the other ones because uh, the first one stands out so much. And then, like, the others are just like, well, they're there. I, I, and they didn't stand out in any meaningful manner. Yeah. But, but, yeah. I mean, I think if I maybe listened to the other tracks first, I would have a different opinion. Because I thought, even though I, you know, they are forgettable because of the the main track Kawaii Memorial the same time I feel like if you listen to those first you might have a more appreciation for them but I mean for me it was just an okay release and what I expected out of your typical idol so with that Kawaii Memorial sold a total of uh, uh, Kawaii Memorial by Chotokimeki Sendenbu sold a total of 36,303 copies. And moving on to number nine, which is All I Ever Wanted, featuring Golf Kanawu by Ballistic Boys from Exile Tribe. And Gray, I know you were probably excited for this one, so I'm going to let you go first. Yeah, I, I was very excited, and uh, <laughs> it, it's very. This this is gonna. I think this is gonna be the probably the spiciest song we talk about today, because of uh, how different our opinions are of it. But uh, yeah, I, so I hadn't re- listened to the entire release, but I got a notification mid September uh, that this song was on, or at least the first track. All I ever wanted it was on Apple Music. And I checked it out, and I have been listening to it since September. And I need to go back and check, but uh, I like All I Ever Wanted so much. It made my five... I think it's September, but it could have been last month. It was just sad. I should be able to remember it, but I just can't at the moment. But uh, it, it made my top five songs of the month, because I do. I, I love this song. Uh, All I Ever Wanted is... I, I like it. it. It's it's got a lot of English in it, and and you know I can find I can see how that could be like a little off putting to some people, but I, I I like it quite a lot. I love the rap in it. I think the vocals in it are really good. The melody works really well. Uh, it, it to me it worked, and I, I tried looking up Gulf Kanawu on Apple Music, but he doesn't have anything else on Apple Music. He I'm not so I'm I'd like to listen to more of his stuff. But the the rap in it is really good, and you know, it it's a song about something I don't know. I kind of find relatable a little bit, even though I'm I'm married and 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 whatnot. But you know, there was a period in my life where you know the, I don't know the song really res would have resonated with me because uh, you know he saw you know the song's talking about how all they've ever wanted is love, and you know if they may make it to the end of their life and they they haven't found love, they're still alone and. You know, they've failed at, at something. And I don't know. I found that to be mildly relatable because that was me five years ago. Uh, and, or actually six years ago. <laughs> I keep forgetting. I've been, I've been with my wife almost three years now. But, you know, it's just something that I, I found relatable and, and a catchy tune that I, I really liked. And I, I did. I really, really fell in love with All I Ever Wanted. It, it's really good. And it's one of those songs that gets stuck in my head when I'm not thinking about it. Like I'll, I'll just be going about my business at work and all of a sudden I'll just be like, all I ever wanted was love. If I make it to the end alone, I've lost. Like it's just like, even, even though like I've not thought about that song at all for the entire day, like it just, it'll just pop in my head and it's just, it's there. Uh, and I, I do. I, I loved the, I do love all I ever wanted. Now the other two songs, not drop dead's all right i don't hate it but I, I i'm not hitting the plus sign for it either uh and the ding ding dong uh miku's halloween remix it's also all right <laughs> I, I don't outright hate it but it's not doing much for me uh so uh the other two tracks on this release i, I don't care much for but uh, I, I I'm I do love all I ever wanted. Uh, I, I did I, I loved it. It was amazing, and uh, you know I do I love it as much as Last Dance Need Bye Bye, which is their song from last year. No, I don't. But and I, I wouldn't sit here and say it's their best song they've ever released by any means. I, I'm like, but I still really liked it. 
it's a fantastic song and so but luna uh you have a drastically different opinion uh than i do of this and i'm very eager to hear what what about it you you you, um liked and didn't like and so uh what are your two cents on this so i like the lyrics because like you you said great you described it very well about you know how all i ever wanted is love so i think the lyrics are are legit good very relatable i can see how people can connect with it i think for me though what I didn't care for is I didn't care for the vocals. It just didn't hit with me. I didn't care for the composition either. So that was my turnoff. I did want to like it because of the lyrics, but I really couldn't get into their vocals. And that was like my biggest issue. But also from my perspective, I have more of an ear for female vocalists than male so unless a male has a certain type of vocal that I like, it's going to be harder for me to get into their music. And that's what all I ever wanted did is I just didn't care for the vocals in it. And it really did kind of set me down this little odd path of like, I just can't get into it. I mean, yeah, I can, I can kind of see it. I, I've, I, if you've been a longtime listener of this podcast, you'll know that. You know, um, I, I'm very particular about my rap. Uh, like, there's a very specific rap style that I like. And, you, you know, I've, it's broadened a bit as we've done the show and stuff like that. But uh, the rap that's done in All I Ever Wanted, that that is my rap style. Like, that is the exact style of rap that I absolutely love. Uh, and, and I'm always always hungry for more of it which i think is another like contributing factor just to why i love this song so much is because they they did incorporate my rap style into it so uh and stuff but you know like i said i i didn't think all i ever wanted it's not their best song and you know i don't think it'd be for everyone uh it's not their it's also not the ballistic boys most popular song it's a honestly it's an underperformer just looking at it on the chart and like its placement, they're, I mean, they're usually in the top five, you know, usually, but, you know, n- you know nine, you know, I think this is an underperformer too, uh, in spite of how much I loved it. You know, I, I don't, I don't know if it resonated as much as uh, some of their other stuff does. So that's another factor too. Yeah. And I didn't mind the rap, but I didn't, the vocals being so high pitched and then it would go to rap. It just really threw me off. So I just couldn't get into it. And I mean, there are parts of it I liked, but there's a lot of parts of it I didn't like and I just couldn't get into as a whole. And I, I honestly felt like that for the whole EP. It At one point, it just felt like it blended together and I tried really hard to get into it. And I do like some of Ballistic Boy songs. I love the song Some Baby. Absolutely like one of my top summer songs. But all I ever wanted featuring Gulf kind of I'll give it another shot probably in like a week or two to see if my opinion changes but it was a little difficult for me to really like resonate with but with that all I ever wanted featuring gold kind of by ballistic boys from exile tribe sold a total of 36,586 copies and moving on up to number eight we have carnival by Mazelle. And this is another, I guess you could say, boy group. So, Gray, this is more of your specialty. And I know we've listened to Mazelle before and talked about them. What did you think of Carnival? Yeah, no, it, it was really good. And I I, did, I, I liked it. I Now, for me, I, I love all I ever wanted so much. And I, I always listen to this in reverse order, you know, a little bit behind the scenes. So, you know, every every time we do the work on, I start at 10, I work my way to one. This is how I've always done it. And and it's like, I love, I love all I ever wanted so much. I didn't, for me, uh, Carnival wasn't as good as that one, but it's still really good. I, I think I, I really, I mean, these, these guys made a really solid impression. I really liked them a lot. Uh, and I thought Carnival was really good. I, I think the whole EP is fantastic, honestly. And if there's anything I will say, it's that, you know, while, you know, the previous one, 
I only like the first track. I, I think all three of these are, or all four of these, sorry, excuse me. All four of these are really good tracks. Uh, you know, Lightning is really good. Carnival is really good. Fire is really good. Holiday is really good. Uh, and Carnival and Lightning are rather short songs. Like they get in, they know what they want to be. They know what they're doing and they get out. Uh, they're not meandering about, you know, trying to extend like this. Like they, they know what they, they're doing. And I love that. Them, you know, no, you know, like there's just so many songs, and I know I've talked about this many times, where it's like they, they just go on for too long, and it's just like you know, there's there's fluff in there you don't need, like like just you know keep us, you know, I'd rather hear a solid three minute song than some five minute monstrosity that could have been really good if they trimmed it a bit. So, uh, you know, I, I really liked this a lot. And initially I hadn't hit the plus sign, but going back, listening to it, it, it is my speed. I, I'm, I'm, you know, it is my thing. I do like it. So, uh, you know, I, I, I hit the plus sign on it and I'll, I'll probably be going back and listening to it in the next few days because it, it is, it's wonderful. I, I liked, I like Carnival uh, by Mazelle. So uh, I think this is a wonderful release. What did you think, Luna? So I actually liked Carnival as well. And I know it's funny because I didn't care for all I ever wanted. But I liked Carnival. I thought their vocals were good. I liked their rap. And like you said, the whole EP was solid. It wasn't like just a one-off song. Fire was really good because their vocals in it really shine. And I liked Lightning as well. I, I feel like they know what they're doing. They know what they their the intention is. And the songs are short and sweet. They don't overextend their stay. And I think they do a good combination of vocal and rap and know how to mix that in without being obnoxious or without being too in your face. Yeah, the the importance of having like a, you know direction just like I said knowing what you're doing and and knowing when to leave the stage you, you know so to speak is very important especially in music so I, I you know the you I have a lot of respect for you know just because you know in the hands of lesser talents you know th that you know carnival and lightning you know fire is is a bit longer you know that's almost four minutes but you know, you know, in the hands of less talent, you know, all of this could have been like a 20 minute EP with, you know, nothing but five minute songs. And it's like, eh, there's no, there's no need for that. They're, you know, they're, they're doing what they do. I really want to check out the music video having listened to it. I think because uh, I only seen like the screen cap of it, but it looks interesting. So, I don't, you know, I might be checking that out here a little later myself. Uh, but, you know, excellent job for Mazelle. And I mean, they're relatively new. I think they debuted this year. So, you know, they're, they're having a, they're doing a really good for a relatively new group. Yeah. Out of the gate. This is their second EP to hit the Oricon because they also had one earlier this year. And I remember we talked about vivid as well so which i i remember you know enjoying so i'm looking forward to seeing what else mazelle will do in the future especially with two releases that from what i recall we've all enjoyed for the most part so i cannot wait for what else they have in store all right and with that carnival by mazelle sold a total of 38,286 copies and moving on up to number seven so brings us back to more idol of course and we have yuki it's my life most uh moso moso dakenara freedom and demo io by subaki factory so this is a triple a side release and if you don't mind gray i'm gonna hop into this one because first because I enjoyed it. And those of you know, I'm not idle. I'm super picky on or I'm hit or miss. But Tsubaki Factory is one of those that I usually enjoy. It's more hit than miss for me. 
And I thought this whole release was legit solid. I thought Yuki It's My Life was a great way to start off. I thought uh, Mosu Mosu Dakinata Freedom was also good. And Demo Iyo was also solid. I mean, all three of them were well done vocally. The composition was good. I felt their harmonies were really good. And it brought me back to another reason why I, I remember why well, I do like Tsubaki Factory. Yeah, no, I this was a fantastic release. And, you know, Tsubaki Factory, more often than not, is a cut above the rest. Uh, you know, they, they typically have really solid releases. Uh, and usually a group that I look forward to. Uh, Yuki, It's My Life is so good it's one it's wonderful it's this nice upbeat song that's really charming uh, really captivates the listeners um muso dake nara freedom is also really good and uh demo e yo is equally good like this is you know sometimes i i wonder why they do triple a side releases because like you know what's the point of it all uh, you know, there might be one song that's good. There might be one song, <laughs> but you know, like not all three of them are really, really worth that A side, you know, bravado. But Subaki Factory justified it, I think, this time around with three really good songs. And you know, I know it's really early on, but in a lot of ways, you know. I think this is the highlight of the week for me personally. You know, it's it's mostly, you know, there's a couple of other things that we'll talk about that I liked, but really after Subaki Factory, I think it, you know, it takes a kind of a turn. So I thought, you know, this was an excellent release and I, I felt like it was a shame really it, it was so low. I, you know, it would have been nice if it had done better than what it did, but you know, to do, you know, being, I know it's monthly and I got to keep that in perspective, but, uh, for, you know, what it did, you know, I, I think it's fantastic. And, uh, it was really nice to see these girls on here. So uh, I can't wait to see what they do next. Yep. For darn sure. feel like I'm tuning in my inner Ken. So with that, Yuki, it's my life. Mosodake Nara Freedom and Demo Iyo by Tsubaki Factory sold a total of 63,338 copies. And moving on up to, oh boy, this was an interesting one. Sugoi Fever, Wake Up Call, Wake Up Call, Mezumeru Toki, and Never Ending Shine by Morning Musume 23. Another triple A-side one. So... I have some things to say, and I'm sure you do agree about Sugoi Fever. So, I... I Sugoi. 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 <laughs> this oh was gosh. one of the weirdest, creepiest songs, because when you hear it, you hear the girls singing, which was fine. And it. this was definitely not my style, but in, this, uh, in the background, you hear a gentleman Sugoi. saying, Sugoi. Sugoi. And it is the creepiest thing ever and i'm like am i is this supposed to be halloween themed that was my first thought is this supposed to be like creepy i honestly don't think it was looking at the other tracks like wake up call mezumeritoki and never ending shine i'm thinking like i don't think that sugoi fever was supposed to be creepy but it absolutely was and it was the sugoi was extremely off-putting and then you start concentrating on that little part of it and just listening for this gentleman just speaking in the background. So, yeah, that was, um, I, I've i never, that was just really weird. I will say, to their point, it's very memorable because you won't forget the Sugoi. But wasn't my thing. Wake up call, Mizumeru Toki. I didn't care for. I feel like it overstayed its welcome. It was just your typical idol track that's very forgettable. The best one on this, Triple A side, and like Degree's point in the last one, we discussed Tsubaki Factory. When you have th- a Triple A side, not all of them are good. Th- this fits that point. I think the best one was Never Ending Story by far. 
it they slowed it down they showed they have the vocals the harmonies the composition to pull off a perfect song never ending shine was that they do more of that more often i will i would love that but i understand why they do their more the other ones however this was a very interesting release let's just put it that way Yeah, no, it, it Sugoi Fever, Sugoi. anything, is entertainment in and of itself. Just, I, I don't know if it's the entertainment you're wanting to go for, or maybe so. Like, I don't know. Like, that is the weirdest song we'll talk about the entire, entire, entire day. Like, that, that thing is weird. I, I've been meaning to play it for my wife just to get her reaction to it, because, Lord... That that is Segoy Fever, man. That is a track. Uh, that that thing is wild. But yeah, no. Uh, wake up call. Uh, Mezameru Toki. I could not listen. I I could not finish that song. I, I listened to. I want to say you know it's only like four minutes and twenty seconds. I want to say I listened to four minutes of it. So, you know, 95% of the song, but that last leg, I, I couldn't do it. I had to skip it. I, I'm sorry. I just, it was, it was grating on my nerves. It just, it was not good at all. And, and it's really mystifying because the song after that is never ending shine. And it's so good. It's so good. Uh, it, they do. They slow it down. They focus way more on their vocals. And it, it's got like this nice, hopeful, you know, joy behind it. And I'm like, this is awesome. Like, why can't you do more songs like this? It's like, no, you have the creep, creepy, creep factor to 11 on Segoy Factory. You have Annoy Factor to 11 on Wake Up Call. And then it's like never ending shine. It's like, hey, you know, we're gonna crank out a good song. I'm like, oh my lord, it, this this is this was a release to say the least. And I I will say this, like Segoy Factory uh, or Segoy Fever <laughs> is is gonna leave an impression on me for a long time to come. Like I said, I just, I don't know if it's the one they were going for. Maybe it was like, like, like Luna said, maybe this was, or maybe, maybe like Segoy fever is like a Halloween theme track. The other two clearly are not, but I, why, why make this a triple a side release with one Halloween track and the other? Two I don't months? think it like, was it supposed to no be sense. Halloween. It was just me being sarcastic because it just gave me the creep factor. I, I know, but I, when you hear it, just because it Sugoi. says it. That's the last thing that's said at the end of the song. Like, you know, like they stop singing. There's like this long pause. And then he says, Sugoi. And it just, it reminds me of Vincent Price from Thriller. Like, yes. That's, that's and that's what it reminds me. That's kind of kinda what I was like. I wonder if they're going for this. However, it does not fit with this song and it just makes it seem creepy. No. Yeah. Cause, cause you know, the, you know, comparing it to thriller, which is, you know, we're comparing apples and oranges here. I mean, they're both music songs, but, uh, you, you know, Thriller has like this nice like horror like horror theme throughout the song. Like there's this nice like horror melody kind of to it. You have like this es- excellent vocals with Vincent Price. Like like Thriller works. It was designed very specifically to, to, to you know, it's really good. Segoy Fever, I don't know. It it's just, it doesn't sound like it's designed from the top bottom down to be like this horror creepy song. It just, it's like, it sounds like a song where a guy says Segoy randomly at certain points. And the way he does it is the creepiest way you could possibly imagine. <laughs> it's just like, I, it, it was, it's weird. It, it's such a weird song. But congratulations to Morning Musume. I, I, it, that is, 
that it is wild that 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 they sold how much they did absolutely so sugoi fever wake up call mezameru mezameru toki never ending shine by morning masume 23 has sold a total of 104,876 copies. Okay. And with that, we are going on to number five. It is Nagisa Cycle by NMB48. And Gray, you being the resident idol person, what did you think of Nagisa Cycle? Yeah, so, you know, I this was all right. A release. I don't think Nagi Psycho is a terrible song by any means. Uh, it is definitely very much uh, uh, standard NMB 48 fare. But what I loved is Life is Long, which is done with Diane Kamai, Kamai Taichi in Mitorizu. And I, that song really stood out to me because it was uh, very different. And I kind of wish that would have been the release, honestly, because they have male vocalists come in and sing with the girls and it sounds so good. Uh, they they all harmonize really well. The melody comes together really well, and it just it really makes me kind of sad that Nagi Psycho, which is not, it's not a bad song, but it's certainly forgettable, uh, is is you know the lead track when you have this really really good B side track like right beneath it. Uh, so, uh, you know. It is what it is. I, I can't recommend Life is Long Enough uh, to any. Like, if you're mildly interested in NMB48, definitely check out Life is Long. It's very, very good. Uh, Nagisa Psycho, it, it's all right. I don't, I don't hate it by any means, but it's not one I'm going to be remembering anytime in the near future either. What did you think, Luna? Yeah, I thought Nagisa Cycle was okay. Nothing that stood out. I do agree with you on the track Life is Long because that really, that was one that stood out a lot more. I think the vocals, the harmonies, the, just the combination was very unique, different, and very well done. And I know we've said this before, whenever they release these special editions that we usually end up liking the B-sides more than that main track anyway and I feel like this is the case here but I I honestly don't have too much to see it say on Nagi's cycle all right but it seems like everyone in Japan loved it because uh, Nagi's cycle sold a total by NMB 48 sold a total of 230,302 copies and moving up to number four it is Zetai Zetsume, Beautiful, as one, another triple A-side by West, formerly known as Johnny's West. And Gray, I know you're more the resident idol person, so what did you think of this release? Yeah, no, this was an alright release by Johnny's West. Uh, I didn't love it or hate it, and you, you know, I pretty much like i guess i should call them by west now since you know they're um it, it's really weird this song came out at a very interesting transition but i i love west uh you know i got there something new single uh you know i think a year or two ago because you know i love that song it's like i like west but this triple a side release i was like eh, it's all right i i th think as one's probably the best song on here i mean it's, they're not bad songs by any means they're they're pretty good songs just in the week in the period in which they came out they're kind of in my humble opinion in fear of getting lost in the shuffle because they don't really stand out in any meaningful manner especially when you have songs like sogoi fever 
uh, just, <laughs> it's like, you know, that one, you know, stood out to me again for the wrong reasons maybe, but that stood out. And then you have like Johnny's West and it's like, you know, I, I don't, I didn't find these songs offensive by any means, but I didn't love them either. And they, they certainly didn't suck me in the way that some of John, uh, some of West's songs have in the past. So I think this is a weaker release overall. Like they're not bad songs. They're, they're all three of them are pretty solid overall, but I just think that, uh, they're very much playing it safe and, you know, that's fine. You know, especially now, and if you look at the grand picture, maybe a bad time to be, you know, being risky, but at the same time, I felt like this was a weaker release for them. Uh, and you know, we'll, we'll see what, what comes next, but I, I, you know, I don't, I wouldn't, if I was a fit, if I lived in Japan, I might would pick this up, but I, I'm certainly not going to import it because <laughs> it's just, it wasn't that good at all. Um, what did you think, Luna? I, I thought it was okay. I didn't care as much for Zetai Zetsume. I, it didn't really resonate with me. I thought Beautiful and As One were the better tracks. I really liked their vocals on As One. And I liked that Beautiful. I liked the lyrics in Beautiful a lot. And that one was probably my favorite of the three. But, I mean, I think it's really hard because Beautiful and As One, depending on the day I would listen to them, could go either way. But something about Zetai Zetsume just didn't hit with me at all. But I know West has always been one of those groups that it was either hit or miss for me. There's usually no in between. So I think it was a decent release for them. But I also felt like it was just one of your typical by the numbers release. I don't feel like there was anything too special there. However, I feel like if they were available more worldwide on streaming, I'd probably listen to Beautiful as one more than I would think. So I think my other turnoff is I know these aren't readily available on streaming or I mean, yeah, I could buy it, but my car doesn't have a CD player anymore. You know, so for me right now, in my car streaming is the way I do have to go. At home, I can listen to CDs. But I think that's my other issue. I think maybe I'd have more of a, oh my gosh, I like it enough to download it if I was able to for Beautiful in S1. But with that, with that, Zetai Zetsume... Beautiful and as one by West, formerly known as Johnny's West, sold a total of 299,584 copies. With that, we have at number three, Tag Me. It's actually Tag Hashtag Me by Eni. And I know how all our feelings are about Eni because usually they are miss every single time. But. This time, I actually thought this release was, I actually didn't mind it. I thought it was decent. Like, the track Hana, because they slowed it down, was fantastic. Their vocals were great. And even though some of the rap was a little off, because it didn't feel like it quite fit in there, I still didn't think it was bad. It didn't ruin the song. It still made you enjoy it. It didn't take you out of the moment. And I actually thought the track tag was also pretty good. All in all, I was very pleasantly surprised by this release. And I would like to see more slowed down or toned on tracks like this. Gray, what do, uh, what do you think on ta- uh, tag hashtag me by Eni? Yeah, this was a very, very interesting release. And Eni does not have the best track record with us as a podcast because you know we've we've struggled to like their music in the past but tag hashtag me is really really good i think i think it's the exception Uh, hopefully they keep kind of going in this direction it'd be nice that you know it focuses a bit more on their vocals it's very much a vocal intensive uh, release uh hana is really good uh it is really really good it's it saddens me a little bit. They, they titled it tag hashtag me, uh, instead of haunt. Like it should be, it, I, I feel like this should have been their Hana EP. Uh, cause this is really when they blossom 
uh, and you know hana is japanese for flower but I felt like, you know, this was a really good, solid EP overall. You know, it's four tracks on here. Tag is good. Ten Things, I think, was wound up being my favorite song on here, and that's their third track. Uh, UN is pretty good, too. They're all great songs, and, you know, this whole EP kind of focuses a little bit more on their vocals and, and you know, let their vocals kind of take the front over their, their rap and their dance. And I felt like they were the better for that. And I'd like to see a lot more of that moving forward because this was a real big surprise. You know, I wasn't expecting to like it either. And I'm glad I did. I'm glad they dropped something that I felt like was done really well. So uh, congratulations to any, you know, hopefully they can keep this up because this was great. Uh, I agree, and good for them. They sold very well. So tag hashtag me by Eni sold a total of 314,760 copies. And moving on to number two, we have Idodu, Idol, Nankaja Nakatara by AKB48. And Gray, you being a resident Idol person, what did you think of this? So I uh, I felt like this was all right. I the thing with AKB forty eight is they've it's been it's been a long time since they've really released something I really liked. And I don't Nakaja Nakatara. I it 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 kind of falls <clears throat> in the same boat that the West release did, where. I, I didn't find it to be offensive by any means. I don't think it's bad. But in in this current time of year, I it didn't stand out really either. And I, I you know, it's a pretty sizable release and you know, the B tracks right now are uh typically better and you know i i don't think this is different by any means uh like do the dance but it, it just I, for me it's just uh uh i just felt like it was a bit forgettable and i i that's just about all all I, much more i can say what did you think Luna? i felt the same way i just i felt like it was your typical idol just your by the numbers track i either do Nankaja Nakatara just didn't really do that much for me. I thought it was okay. I did like the same as you. I really liked the the one of the B sides, which was do the dance. But other than that, even the rest of the B sides, I just didn't care for. That was the only one that really stood out to me, and that's unfortunate. I mean, I I thought they did have good harmonies, melodies, but it still felt like your typical. This is what you're getting from AKB. They're not doing anything really outside of the box which is what we want so but to that point despite that it still sold very well i had to do nankaja nakatara by akb48 sold a total of 403,470 copies so good for that right and going up to number one it is Shonin Yokyu by Sakurazaka46. And again, another idol. We've just been rated by idols this week. So, great. I think me and you had similar sentiments on this one. But what did you think of Shonin Yokyu by Sakurazaka46? So, again, you know, this is kind of... I don't want to sound like I'm I'm repeating myself from 2 to 1. And I, I will say, I do think it stands out a little bit better because, you know, Sakurazaka 46 definitely has their d- distinct and unique style. So it does stand out just a little bit more than uh, AKB 48. But at the same time, I'm like, I, I don't know. I wasn't mega impressed. Their last release was really good. Yeah, I felt like this was actually a step down from their, I don't know. Yeah, their their start over EP was their last one. Their start over special edition. 
it was definitely a step down and you know it's just i mean like i said i don't think this is bad by any means you know it's just there it's easier to talk about songs you don't like (laughs) than songs you're indifferent on because it's like i don't know it's not terrible but it just didn't do a whole lot for me uh it's like i i could see if if i kept listening to it i could develop a, a fondness for this song but i don't think it's nearly as good as start over and i think that's the 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 biggest takeaway honestly it was it's just such a step down from their last song uh i don't see it uh, i i'll probably forget about it in in another week or two but what did you think luna it's i have the same sentiment very forgettable i honestly don't have that much to say on it i think the best track on shonen yokyu was don't cut in line i actually really liked that one other than that it just felt like a very forgettable ep it felt like a step down and i was really hoping they'd go in a different direction I will say the only thing is like when you hear that opening, it sounds like something out of a movie, like it's going to be really traumatic, but then it goes into your typical idol. So that was, that was kind of like, okay, well, I was kind of hoping you guys would do something different, more dramatic that really grabs you, but it didn't go that way. So, I mean, I am curious to see what Sakurazaka 46 will be doing in the future. I mean, nonetheless, this really sold very well. So you can tell people did love it. Just for me and Gray, you as well, uh, you know, it was very indifferent, unfortunately. So, with that, Shonen Yokyu by Sakurazaka46 sold a total of 466,976 copies. And we are just going to take a quick little sneak at the albums. Just to see what has been going on there. And it looks like uh, some a lot of K-pop on there. Some husbandos. We got Buddies on here with their album Brilliant at number 7. We got Stray Kids at number 5 with, it looks like their social path with Lisa. We have Yao Sobi the book as well, which no surprise there. Really glad to see Yao Sobi the book number three on there to be specific. Sorry, I don't have numbers because my computer just completely went haywire. Um, but yeah, I mean, we and then we had 17 at number one. So big, you know, not really big surprises there. All right. And with that, we want to say... Thank you so much for listening to our show. Be sure to check out our website at ongakutu.com, O-N-G-A-K-U-T-O-Y-O-U.com. Also be sure to follow us on Twitter at ongakutu and be sure to like our Instagram and Facebook pages as well. We want to give a big shout out and thank you to our affiliate, Kyoru Hunter, who is a Twitch streamer who specializes in those retro games and horror as well. You can check him out at twitch.tv slash Kyoru Hunter, K-Y-O-R-Y-U-H-U-N-T-E-R. You can also check out TimberTaft at twitch.tv slash TimberTaft, T-I-M-B-E-R-T-A-F-T. You can also check out my sister, Rosalie, at Twitch. She's mainly, she streams a lot of Monster Hunter, Final Fantasy, and a variety of other games. You can check her out at twitch.tv slash RainstarKitty, R-A-I-N-S-T-A-R-K-I-T-T-Y. And last but not least, you can check out Fangirl Has No Name. And don't forget to check out her book as well. You can check her out at twitch.tv slash fangirlhasnoname, F-A-N-G-I-R-L-H-A-S-N-O-N-A-M-E. And you can also check out our usual host, Ken, at his Twitter at OTYKen1. That is O-T-Y-K-E-N-1, where he tweets about Bang Dream, Ina Iba, D for DJ, and many more. And don't forget to check out the podcast that Kyo, Timber, Fangirl, and Ken do called Potasaurus, where they discuss various video games and what is new in that industry. You can follow, uh, you can find Potasaurus by following Kyoru Hunter on all podcast streaming services. Gray, where can we find you? You can find me on X at Ongaku Gray, where I post about what I'm watching, what I'm playing, all that fun jazz. If you're interested in what I'm up to, just follow me there.
And you can find me on several of the social medias, such as Twitter, Letterboxd, My Anime List, Anime Planet, Kitsu, Serialized, at LunaMaria87, or you can find me as Nerdy Collector Luna on Instagram, where I talk about what I'm watching, what I'm listening to, photos of my crazy cats, and other odd things. And I just want to say thank you to everyone who listened to us today. We really appreciate it. We hope you have a great rest of your week. Jamatane. And this is great. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And we'll be right back here next time. Bye-bye.